Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Talk Affiliate Sports with Matty B. I am your host, Matt Benarchuk. It is Sunday, November the 7th, 2021. All right, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Eagles pregame show here on Talking Philly Sports with Matty B. I know this is a little kind of a weird format and a weird way to do things. Typically, I come at you on Saturday, but here I am on a Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock, two hours before kickoff of the Eagle Charger game down there at Lincoln Financial Field, and I'm coming at you. So life is what it is. It's it's a constant changing thing, and people got to deal with things all the time. And I'm here dealing with things right now. Yesterday was logistically not possible for me or Kyle to do this or um, me, I guess, actually, logistically. It was me. I couldn't do it. And today, not not logistically sound for Kyle to do it. So I'm coming at you anyway. And you're flying. You're going to ride with me tonight or today. I am I am going to give you uh, the Eagles pregame show with with me. <laughs> I've done this before. We did it a couple times last year, actually. So I am no stranger to it. I am very capable of running this pregame show. But fear not, those of you who flock to this show to listen to Kyle Quinn. I am trying to get something straight with Kyle for maybe a postgame show tonight. So more to follow on that. Hopefully, that's what we can do. But Kyle is a very busy person. I'm a very busy person. And sometimes those busyness things kind of intersect each other like they did today. So Kyle will not be able to come on pregame, but as I said, tonight, hopefully Kyle can come on postgame and we can get you your Kyle Quinn fix for the day or for the week. But in the meantime, it's you and me. It's you and me flying here. Week nine, Eagles Chargers at the link. Boy, it seems like a long time since we've talked about an Eagles game at Lincoln Financial Field during the day. It feels like a, a heck of a long time. You know, when the schedule first came out back in May, I guess I wasn't really paying attention to the home away frequency. But um, so far through the first half of the season, it's kind of sucked. Been a lot of road games. Now, as we move through the second half, that'll kind of offset itself and the Eagles will get their due. But we got one today, and it's a big one. It's a huge one. It's a one, it's a one that um, everybody's been kind of looking forward to since about halftime in last week's game against the Lions. Because it's a game against a team that's going to tell a story about these Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I believe that story is the same story we've been being told all season. It's a bad football team with a bad head coach and a bad roster. But there's some people out there that feel that this game could go a long way into telling what the actual current state and the future state of the Philadelphia Eagles is. So today we're going to sit down and we're going to do the pregame show format and we're going to we're going to do everything we usually do and I'm going to give you my assessment of this game. Now I don't have Kyle Quinn's pick, but give me a second. I am going to try to get you that pick for before I go off air tonight or, or today so that we can uh compare and contrast. So down there in Lincoln Financial Field, the Eagles will um play the Chargers. 
in a game, as I said, is largely being billed as a measuring stick game. Now, I don't know if that measuring stick means a win or loss, or is it a, do we hang with them? All that kind of thing. I don't know. I, I don't know what people are looking at this game as. I personally don't see this game as a measuring stick at all. I see this game as, let's face it, a game against a team that, in my my opinion, the Chargers, who have you know, have not had a great season. They've, they've largely underperformed this season, but they are still leaps and bounds, I believe, ahead of the Eagles. In a game that's going to cause a lot of issues, I think, for the Philadelphia Eagles. So before we jump into this week's game, like we always do here on the pregame show, let's go back and put a bow around, put a bow around last week's Eagle Lion game, which has been very highly publicized as a get well game or the game that has saved Nick Sirianni's career or his job or the Eagles' future. 44 to 6 in a game that saw Nick Sirianni for the first time in, in the entire season actually attempt to run the football more than he attempted to pass the football to very, very, very good results. Now, a lot of things dictated that. One was the play of the Eagle defense, or if you want to get a little bit more in the weeds about it, the lack of the play of the of the Lion offense. The Lions have no deep down the field threat. Absolutely not a one. And for the Eagles, it was a pretty simple game plan to take away their run. Now, taking away their run game prevented the Lions from having sustained drives, prevented them from moving the football. It put the Eagles in consistently decent to above average field position where you can incorporate a rushing attack more. And the Eagles did that. So to Nick Sirianni's credit, you know, he had a good game plan. He took what the, de- what the defense gave him. He took what his, his defense gave him, and he did the best he could with it. The big $1 million question in Philadelphia this week is whether or not Nick Sirianni is going to continue that consistency or continue that rushing trend, or is he going to revert back to the Nick Sirianni that we've seen over the last seven weeks where he just completely abandons the rush about midway through the first quarter and puts his ears back and puts his quarterback, who is not that type of quarterback, and puts his wide receivers, who are not those types of wide receivers, in a straight passing situation. Time will tell in about two hours. Well, I guess we'll all get the answer to that. But all in all, it was a, it was a good win, I, and I've I maintained that. It was a good Eagle victory against a team that they should have done what they did to. But I think in reality now, it's more of what the Lions are versus to what the Eagles are. The Lions are a dumpster fire. They are. The Lions, the Jets, teams along those lines, they're kind of a dumpster fire. So it was a good win. And win is a win is a win. So let's now kind of – now the two things that were encouraging for me in this game for the Eagles, obviously let's talk about the first one, and we mentioned it already, it was Nick Sirianni's ability to rush the football. Now Miles Sanders is still out. Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell, and Jordan Howard were the bulk of his rushing attack. And those three running backs had really good afternoons, very productive afternoons. Will that continue on against a Charger team that is actually worse against the rush than the Lions were? Again, time will tell. But that was a very encouraging thing to see the offense control the line of scrimmage and control the ball and control the tempo. That is definitely an encouraging thing to see. The other encouraging thing that I saw from the Eagles was their defense. Rich Gannon and his Rich Gannon. Did I just say Rich Gannon? Jonathan Gannon and his vanilla plain 
run-of-the-mill, everyday defense came to play, and they stepped up their game, and they shut the Lions down. They shut the Lions' offense down that really has nothing, nothing. But they did their job, and they did it in an emphatic way. Created another turnover, which, again, is always – these are all great things to see, all encouraging things to build upon. Now, my one discouraging thing I saw from the Eagles last week kind of comes at on the injury front. Jalen Rager went down in that game in the first half with it with an e, with an ankle injury. Now, Jalen has actually been cleared to play, and he will be a go here today against the Chargers. Although, spoiler alert, but Jalen Rager's continued inconsistency to be that type of player that Howie Roseman drafted in the first freaking round over Justin Jefferson last year is discouraging. I feel as if we misjudged yet again another wide receiver. And we'll get more into that, if not on this show right now, but we'll definitely get more into that with Kyle here later on, hopefully tonight. Today down to link, uniform-wise, I get an opportunity to talk to you about uniforms because I'm the one who really likes to talk about them. The Eagles are going to go with their green and white combo, their, their typical home uniforms with the midnight green tops and the white bottoms whereas the chargers are going to rock their all whites probably be a little bit of a stark contrast between the two teams and when i say all whites i mean all whites white tops white bottoms white helmets so the chargers need that so again nothing really interesting or you know earth shattering about the uniforms the question i guess on a lot of other eagle fans minds might be when are we going when we bring it out the black uniforms that'll probably be a little bit later on this season Weather in Philadelphia for this game, a typical fall day here in Philadelphia. Partly cloudy. We got a high of about, you know, about 55 degrees. A beautiful day for fall football. Fall is upon us, finally. And we are going to have a fall football day down there in South Philly. Uh, winds, a little bit, you know, no, no, chance of, no chance of participation. Winds of seven miles an hour. Shouldn't really play a factor into that game today at at the link but a very typical fall day on the injury side listen i i've been making a point of this all season long to kind of give the eagles the credit where the credit is due we do have a few players that are on the injury reserve list brandon brooks brandon graham miles sanders isaac Samalu. we do have a few of those types of players but large in part we have been a relatively healthy group this season which does beg the question of what was going on last year and all the years before. But I am very, very pleasantly, pleasantly surprised about the injury status of this football team into nine weeks of the season. Today, there's only really one player listed as out. And I know he's a big one, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. He is going to be a no-go with his ankle. I don't know what he's done to actually injure the ankle. I know he's relegated as a pretty much a special teamer these days. And again, I'm going to get into more of that type of conversation later on, hopefully with Kyle Quinn as we uh, – uh, listen, I haven't forgotten. No, 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 no. So largely in part, a very positive thing for the Eagles. On the Charger side, cornerback Michael Davis, running back Justin Jackson, and, assi- and cornerback Asante Samuel Jr. all listed as out. Davis dealing with a hamstring injury, Jackson a quad, and Asante Samuel Jr. in concussion protocol. Largely, though, a pretty intact game for both these teams as far as injuries. Injuries should not play much of a factor. 
except maybe possibly Asante Samuel Jr. Could, could be something positive as Jalen Hurts continues to figure himself out as a quarterback in the National Football League. As far as to what I believe is going to happen here down there at Lincoln Financial Field, listen, I, I was as impressed and happy and and feeling good as anybody else was last week against Detroit. But this is not Detroit. It's not the Rams or the Buccaneers, but it's not Detroit. This is a team that's got legitimate, legitimate playoff aspirations and legitimate Super Bowl aspirations. Now, they have the Super Bowl aspirations, and they feel that those are legitimate. Whether or not everybody else out there really thinks that, who knows. But they are still a very good football team. They are very talented. Justin Herbert, uh, you know, they they have – he is one of the, the uh, you know, rising stars in the National Football League. Austin Eakler, very, very reliable running back. He's a little dinged up. But still, a very good balanced rushing attack, outstanding deep threat, a little questionable on defense, a little especially against the rush. But this is above average football team who has not played up to their potential this season. There is a pathway to, to a victory here for the Philadelphia Eagles. I just see this game as being a lot like every other game with maybe the exception of the Lions game. A team that comes into this game better on paper, better coached on paper, better execution on the field on paper. There's just no way for me to get around that. So as far as what I see, I think this is going to be a, I think I honestly believe that this game is going to probably start out a little close. It, it, it probably will. The Eagles will probably rush the football early and often to some success. But then I just think as we kind of go through the first half, the Chargers will eventually pull a little further away. They may get help with a, a turnover or a penalty or two. And I just believe by the back end of the second quarter, the Eagles are going to find themselves down by about 10. And then then we're going to see the Nick Sirianni of old, where he just completely abandons the rushing attack, puts Jalen Hurts in an unwinnable situation. And this game will kind of follow suit with the others this season. So that's kind of how I see it. I challenge Nick Sirianni and company to change my, my way of seeing things. And the only way you can do that is on the field. But that's how I see this game kind of playing out. But if the Eagles were to win this game, I believe the three keys to Eagle victory are as follows. Number three, continue to rush the, rush the ball. Do not get away from that. Get creative with your rushing attack. It doesn't have to be straight up the gut. Use the seams. Use the edges. We got a very good offensive line. It's easier for those individuals to run block than it is to pass block. Take advantage of the Chargers' inability as a defense to consistently stop the run. Play to that strength. Stay consistent with it. Has to, does it have to be balanced? No, no one ever says it's got to be balanced. But do what you think you need to do to take advantage of every possible situation that is presented to you. Key number two, stop. Continue to be aggressive on defense. Jonathan Gannon's bend, no break mentality with this team and his philosophy just doesn't work. We're breaking more than we are bending. you got to try to force the play, force the turnover, put pressure on Justin Herbert, get in his face, make him know that you're there early in the game so that he questions everything he does. And my number one key to Eagle victory, 
Jalen Hurts needs to continue to develop and become a confident quarterback. He is still a one-check wonder when it comes to this offense. He needs to continue to work that. It's not one-check run. It's one-check, two-check, three-check run. He needs to start doing that. So if the Eagles are going to win today, that I believe is my is my Eagles keys to victory, three keys to Eagles victory. If I get a chance to talk to Kyle tonight, I'll ask him in retrospect what his three keys of Eagle victory is. But as promised, I do have Kyle Quinn's prediction and I have Kyle Quinn's score. But I first am going to give you what my prediction and my score is. I don't I don't see an Eagle victory here today. I, I see 38-24 Chargers. And again, those 24 points and the bulk of those 28 are going to come in that illustrious garbage time that we seem to have made into a science in 2021 here in Philadelphia. I, I just don't I just think that the Chargers are too talented and Nick Sirianni is going to once again abandon a probably good game plan to begin with that he's just going to lose faith in it, faith in it as he has done so often this season. If you want me to change my opinion about you, Nick, then change that. I see 38-24 Chargers, and then we get, we go back into the questioning. We go back into the doubting. We go back into the heat. We go back into saying all the things that we've been saying up to this point about Nick Sirianni as we get ready to host, the uh, as we get ready to hit the road next week and go out to Denver in a game that, in mile high, at that elevation, you know, it is. It, we just continue to move on through the season. As for my main man, Kyle Quinn, Kyle sees a 26-21 Eagles. I'm very interested to see or hear why he feels that way, and hopefully I get the opportunity to talk to him. If not tonight, again, we'll we'll backtrack on this game next week, but Kyle sees 26-21 Eagles. I don't see that any circumstance. I don't see that in any scenario, honestly. As far as my MVP of the game, I think Justin Herbert will – you know, this is our first look at Justin Herbert as as an Eagle fan base or as really an Eagle team. I think he's going to show everybody why he's what he has been billed to be and what he probably will become in the NFL. So I like Justin Herbert as my MVP. Now it's time to kind of switch gears and kind of look outside of the town a little bit. We're going to do our weekly check-in on our out-of-town teams that we've seen to be very, 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 very uh, intent on following this year. And that is, of course, the Miami Dolphins and the Indianapolis Colts. We don't have to go too far. Let's start with the Colts. Listen, the, the only reason why, of course, I'm following the Colts, I mean, we all know that, is, is because they have a draft pick implication. Now, Carson Wentz, they played on Thursday against the Jets. They beat the Jets, so that that's not too good for a standing of the pick. But Carson Wentz played 100% of the snaps, which is great. It's what we want to see. He's holding at that illustrious 99% of the snaps taken through week nine. That is awesome. Keep going, Carson. Now, the Colts, unfortunately, are going to have to win some games to kind of keep Carson a relevant topic in Indianapolis. They're going to have to win some games. Because if you don't think for a second that this team has already even spoken to Carson or come up with a scenario to where if they fall out of contention, they're going to pull him. they got to try to protect that first-round pick. So as much as we're paying attention to Carson Wentz's snap count, so are the Indianapolis Colts. They are too. But keep doing what you're doing, Carson. Keep playing. And keep playing the way you play. I'll leave it at that. As far as the Miami Dolphins are, are concerned, listen, 
we are streaming towards a top five draft pick. Keep doing what you're doing too, Miami. Miami, I remember coming into the season, everybody was like, well, you know, we, we make a trade like that with the Dolphins. They're one of those virgining, budding teams. We could be, you know, making a deal a little bit with the devil. We potentially could be um, picking late first round. Oh, that ain't the case, boy, <laughs> in a big way. Miami is entered, has returned. As they just can't seem to get over the hump, but they've returned down to that level with the Jets and the Lions. Keep doing what you're doing, Miami. Keep doing what you're doing as we stream towards a potential top five draft pick. That leads me now to the vaunted question of the week. I am not going to ask me the question of the week. You already kind of know what I'm going to ask. Obviously, coming off of the heels of Kyle Quinn's PSA the other night, I was going to jump into that. Both feet. But I am I obviously don't have Kyle here with me right now. I promise you that I will not let this week's question of the week go with Kyle Quinn. We will address it at some point. Hopefully it's tonight as we do our very first ever uh, Talk of Philly Sports with Matty B. Eagle postgame show with Kyle Quinn. But if not, I will definitely catch him next week and we will go down that rabbit hole because I got a doozy of a question of, of the week for Kyle. He's not going to escape this PSA nonsense. I, I, I trust you that. So that is going to do it. That was quick, huh? That was a rapid fire, a rapid fire Eagle pregame show here with me. <laughs> I'm sorry that I couldn't bring you Kyle Quinn. I'm sorry that we couldn't kind of figure it out. But things happen in life, right? We just have to deal with them, adjust, adapt, overcome all those great things. I promise you, Kyle will not escape my grasp. I will get him to do a a version of this pregame show or hopefully tonight a postgame show. Until we talk again, everybody. Hey, go birds, man. I want him to win. I just don't see him winning. Go birds and take care.